Welcome to the OmniWin Project podcast, where we are accelerating the co-creation of the future of our democracy. My name is Duncan Autry, and I am a conflict transformation catalyst. I'm the creator of the OmniWin Project, and I'm your host. The goal of this project is to facilitate the healing and evolution of our democratic systems and our political culture, so that together we can co-create a future that works for everyone. What that means is that if you're tired of our polarized and divisive political culture, or if you're worried about the impact of today's decisions on future generations, well then you're in the right place. I believe that the world is ready for change, and I know that we have answers to most of the problems that we're facing. In this podcast, I'm going to be sharing them with you. I'm in this for the long haul, and I hope that you'll join me. So come on over to the OmniWinProject.com where you can get more information, media, resources, and inspiration. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the OmniWin Project podcast. Welcome to the OmniWin Project. The guest on today's show is Jim Roth. Jim is a social innovator and director of the Center for Wise Democracy. He is the author of the book, Society's Breakthrough, Releasing Essential Wisdom and Virtue in All the People. Jim is also the creator of Dynamic Facilitation and the Wisdom Council process. I invited Jim to the show because he seems to have more or less the same purpose as I do. He wants to help save democracy. And I wanted him to share with you about his breakthrough process that can allow us to use collective intelligence and individual freedom to solve impossible seeming problems nationally and globally. In this conversation, we talk about how our current society and political culture are terminal and how they hold a fundamental flaw that threatens to unravel not only our society, but also destroy the entire planet in the process. This means that we have to change, and we need to do it now. And, of course, that brings us to talk about how we can use his process to bypass our current system and begin to engage in one ongoing, whole-system, choice-creating conversation. And we talk about all the details that it will take to make that actually happen. Thank you so much for listening to the Omni Win Project podcast. This episode was recorded in July of 2022. And now, my conversation with Jim Ruff. Well, Jim, thank you for being here and welcome to the Omni Win Project podcast. I'm great to talk to you. <laughs> Be nice. Yeah. So, you know, I'm part of the reason I'm like, you know, wanted to really br- talk to you. I've, people have been telling me, oh, you need to go to, go to Washington, go do one of Jim Ruff's classes. I've sitting on your book for a while. I kind of had, had forgotten that it was you. I didn't put the dots together until I, I was preparing and I'm like, I have that book. So I am aware of your work for a long time and we have a lot of alignment. I mean, you're one of the guests coming in here that's like very much aligned with what I'm trying to do with the OmniWin Project podcast is trying to show a path for us to improve our democracy that can help us get to some sustainable future. And, you know, you're thinking out a lot of the different angles. And so we'll get into some of your things that you're offering, but I want to actually start with, I found something, maybe it was when one of your workshops you were teaching about society is terminal right now. We're on the course to destruction. And so let's just start with what makes you feel so sure that society is terminal? What are you tracking there that makes you realize that this isn't working? <laughs> well, we're trying to take a contract, a social contract that was written 230 years ago, 43 to 35 years ago. So, and now we're talking about the national case and it's actually true, the global case as well. And this, it sets up essentially the rules of the game. So, you know, here, here's this constitution. This is what we're gonna check in on, see people following the rules about how we make collective decisions and then there's the rule the decisions we make are basically policy and then our economics is following the rules too so what that ends up with is a competitive mindset where we're as individuals competing and or or individual corporations competing and that's 
that's not sustainable in the sense that now we've encountered the limits of our planet and our of our country, really. So we can't just continue to focus on our individual well-being and maximize individual well-being as though there's this comp free and fair competition when we're trashing the planet. I mean, it's like trying to play football out in the churchyard and tearing the yard apart, you know? I mean, we can't, we can't keep playing this game like mentality. And as at some point we have to stop and pull back and think collectively and intelligently together about what we're doing. Are we okay with this? There isn't any overlay of collective intelligence. That's the problem. That I yeah. Think. Yeah. I, when you talk about the, you know, us being in a game, like we're in one of these, it's almost like we're treating our system like it's a sport. We're in a game where someone's going to win and someone's going to lose. And I think every election that comes up, I think about people watching a sports team. And the difference is when I'm watching Oakland Raiders and the Seahawks playing or whatever, and I see one of them win. I'm going to root for one side, root for the other. I'm never under the illusion that they won sports. But it seems like in our politics, the Democrats and Republicans are trying to win politics. You know, like once and for all, we're going to finally vanquish the other side. And that, it's not. And, and we're in this game. But even just that idea of framing it as a competitive setup, which is like built into our system, the rivalrous dynamics, as the game B folks say, is tearing us apart because really we're a team that's trying to solve a project we all win or we all lose <laughs> yes yes and so and so we um, to me it's this com our competitive system meeting the limits of the planet and limits of our society and there so i'm it's more of a theoretical thing for me that obviously this can't keep happening there has to be a stopping and thinking. And, and I know it's possible. I mean, you, you wouldn't run, you know, if you had any small community, just a few families in a community, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do voting. I mean, that wouldn't be what you'd set up. You, you, you would set up a visit. We would visit every so often and talk and think. And there would be a caliber of talking and thinking that we would be trying to achieve. In other words, it isn't just exchange of information. Not everything is, you know, who mows the grass on Tuesday. It has, there has to be, if they're facing problems, we're facing these huge problems. And so we need everybody's involvement and attention and creativity. And we need the whole package in order to come up with answers that can work. And we want answers that can work for everybody. We don't have that system. Right. We don't have that as a possibility in our system. It's just completely removed. And I believe it's possible to transform the existing system into that other kind of system just by adding a conversation. Perfect. So yeah, let's talk about what that kind of conversation looks like. And 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 I appreciate your just your distinction about the the two systems, you know, that we can't really make do solutions in the system. We're not going to get things passed. We're not going to, we're not going to pass the right laws. We're not going to, whatever. So, and so you have this, what might we add into the system? And let's talk a little bit about some of your, your ideas that. Yeah, that we can't, we can, we can't ask, you can make the best laws available and you can't, it isn't going to work. We can't, we can't do it that way anymore. The whole idea of those solutions that our system offers, they, it isn't a workable situation. So the key piece is this ability to step back and think collaboratively and creatively and to face the problems and to have a, a conversation where we come up with some kind of win-win answer that we all like. That's just basically the missing we the people conversation. The founders actually came close to that when they, in the United States anyway, we're not talking globally yet, but they had a moment of, 
you know, almost four months where they had a small group, 55 white guys, okay, no, you know, no Native Americans, no blacks, no women, no non-property holders, I suppose, but, but they set the kind of thinking to be figuring, they knew that they couldn't have a vote. It wasn't really going to be about voting. It wasn't, they ostensibly were using parliamentary procedure, but they, they knew they had to have all the delegates. They had to have all the, all the people, actually. They needed all the states. They needed this holistic coming together. And they had a guy named George Washington, who I think held space. He was basically the first facilitator, as far as I can tell, because he, he wouldn't accept the job of being king. And so he just held space. And, uh, and of course, they went out in the taverns. They had their, their parliamentary-like procedure. But everybody knew that this is, no, we have to have unity here. We have to come to some kind of unity. And it has to be as much as possible win-win. Now, I, I personally think they did an, a, obviously, they were, it was a morally prob problematic conclusion. But that was only because they didn't keep meeting, or we didn't keep meeting as a people. There wasn't an ongoing, let's step back every so often and think together. But they did that kind of thinking once, I think, and it sort of is a model for how this can all happen in society. And so the magic sauce is the quality of thinking. If you and I can, if we, if you and I can blow a whistle and everybody steps back, and we can somehow facilitate the conversation so that we're all facing the really important issues of the day, and we're being collaborative and creative and respectful, and and we're seeking that win-win answer. If we can just do that on a regular basis, we've already changed the system. Wow, this is helpful because I hear about the when in your reading and reading through some of your materials, there's this aspect of the repetition of the process. So taking the story, I mean, it's, I hadn't thought about this before, but that the process for creating the Constitution or creating the United States was not the process that they weren't following the process that they had laid out. No. Instead, they were in a conversation where they were all were trying to figure out the different pieces and they all wanted to figure it out together and they couldn't leave anyone behind, right? So they couldn't you know, let's do this, but Florida, we're just going to leave out or we're going to leave New York out because they'd lost the vote, you know, or whatever. So there had to be that work to find that compromise and to find the thing that really assists on something that everyone could get behind. And it's very clever, very beautifully written and amazingly durable document that they put together. There's this idea of like having this regular conversation because after that, they stopped having the collaborative collective intelligence conversation and started implementing the the system you and i were born into a system of thinking that didn't have this collective intelligence it didn't have this creative collaborative well, i call it choice creating i distinguish between decision making which is what we got there were decisions get made and you can do that just individuals voting i mean you individually make your judgment, you make an individual judgment, and somebody adds up the numbers, and then we collectively have made a decision. That's not what we're after, but that's what we got. The, the conversation of all of us trying to find out what's best for everybody is the missing ingredient. So yeah, let's stick with that, and we're going to come back to this choice creating versus decision-making piece. I was just recently thinking about, you know, about how the Public Conversations Project, when they first did their dialogue and they did it around abortion and, and so forth and in the 80s, and and they got all these people, pro-life, pro-choice, all to be in this like very great intimate building conversation. And that group continued to do it, but clearly that conversation didn't continue to happen, right? So I feel like it points to like, this conversation has to keep on happening. We have to continue to build the bridges. We have to continue to affirm. They don't have any intent of coming up with an outcome that works for everyone. Right. They have what they call, what I call dialogue. That's dialogue. There's no collective answer that comes from dialogue. People use the term all the time as though 
we're going to come up with some answer that works for everybody. But no, dialogue doesn't do that. That's why I'm calling this type of thinking choice creating. That's the kind of thinking where we come together as and we face problems and we come up with answers that everybody is excited about, or that's the ideal, or at least that we're all we're all on board with. We and that's a creative kind of thinking. It's a it's a creative collaborative thinking where where we make progress through shifts or breakthroughs. And when you have a shift or a breakthrough, it's entirely different way of reaching unity and conclusion, I mean, an answer, than decision-making. Because decision-making, you vote and you, you got everybody on the other side is pissed off because they didn't win. Right. But when you do choice creating and you achieve unity through a breakthrough, then everybody who's different is an asset. We, oh my God, thank God you said that different thing because we never would have gotten to that breakthrough. So it's a, it's a process of valuing diversity when you do choice creating and not necessarily anyway when you do decision making. Thank you. I, I appreciate this distinction and I don't know if I told you this, but I took Rosa's dynamic facilitation class. She came down here and done various kinds of facilitation models. For those who are wondering, well, what do you mean by like coming up with something that everyone can get behind this choice creating process? For those who have maybe never even thought of this, could, can you try to paint a picture for us about what is possible or what it looks like to get to take people through a choice creating process rather than a decision making process? Well, yeah, so when we, I didn't do this, but the, they did in Austria, it's, it's a fun example. They wanted to have the citizens, they wanted a citizen involvement process on choosing for the city of Bregenz what to do with the center of town, which was currently a parking lot. And they wanted to, there was a development project to get that to happen. And so they randomly selected, I think it was maybe 16 or so people from the community. And then you dynamically facilitate them to face this issue and hear the proposal of the people trying to developers. And basically what the group realized, what we do is have everybody talk and we hold the space in a way in dynamic facilitation so that everybody's okay and everybody's safe. And whatever kind of that way you can start trusting what's bubbling up. In other words, what what your mind is presenting to you. It isn't you don't have to work with your ideas that you already have. You can just kind of trust what's coming. And then the group can kind of come up with its own sense of things. And at some point, you know, people said, well, wait a minute, this this what we want, they have an, a shift. And I think the shift was in this case, what we want is the citizens of of the community is we want to be closer to the lake. There was a, there was the city and then there was a road and a railroad and then the park and lake was over there. So the city was separate from the, from the park and lake. So they, we want this project to bring us closer to the, to the lake. And so there, that was their breakthrough was that this project should be doing that. And one of the ways they suggested that it could do that would be to have moved the, the first floor of the project up to the second floor. And so have that be the, the main level and then have the rest just flow out on over the highway to the, to the lake. So you could just walk down a set of stairs to the, to the lake. So anyway, when they presented that, the, the Wisdom Council, this randomly selected group, presented it to the community, which in this case was just the developer and the mayor and some city council members and that sort of thing. Everybody looked at one another and said, yeah, that would be better, even the developers. So it was like a, I mean, it, it was like a win, 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 win. You know, we're all on board with this. We don't have to fight. We don't have to have this fight over yes, no against this project, which is our normal process. 
we could just all by a claim say this is what we're doing and try and work on that. And that's really the idea is how do we add that part of the conversation that's missing for all of this stuff about abortion, about you know the role of the Supreme Court, all these things. And if if you and I can somehow set up this conversation using the wisdom council process, which I, involves the random groups and the dynamic facilitation, well, then there's a prospect of the whole system coming to unity about what we need to do and, and what truth is. For one thing, we can't even talk about truth today, you know, but here's a way that truth can emerge. Oh, we all know it. This is what, here's our story of what's happening. And here's what we want, and here's our strategy of what we, how we want to get there. And then when the the wisdom council in this case, this randomly selected group walks on stage and presents, they share a little bit about who they are. They share a little bit about the what their struggle was and what the answer, how they came to it. And the audience then turns their chairs and they talk, and they go, yeah. Why are we doing this? And so in very short order, you and I, by changing the nature of the conversation from decision-making to choice creating, we've set up the prospect of us all being collectively intelligent together. And we haven't even changed the system. We've just, I mean, we haven't made any ostensible changes. We've just added a new conversation, which in fact does change the system. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I love this example. And because I think it's, it's very, it's a good concrete, it's a good concrete example of this, but I'm going to see if I can unpack some of the things or some of the words you're using in your process. And so I'm going to try to describe your process and tell me if I'm getting it right. So a wisdom council is a random selection of humans from the population. And they are presented with a question that's an open-ended question, something to the effect of, what do we want to do with this parking lot? Or what do we want to do with this? As opposed to, here's a bunch of menu options that you can choose from, or here are all the proposals and which one do you like the most and upvote them or downvote them, but actually just very open-ended, let's see what you think, come up with. Yes. And then the dynamic facilitation process, instead of trying to get them through a process, it's very much having each person kind of speaking and gathering and, and talking and talking and, and sharing. And it's all the facilitator is making sure that every person is thoroughly heard. And in this process, some collective intelligence emerges from this. And after doing it for a number of days or a while, they come up with something that they're like, yeah. And part of what happens in that is that in that collective intelligence by sort of not having all the predetermined choices, they're able to come up with a total lateral move that was different than anything that any politician or developer could have thought of on their own. And then it's shared with the, the public and, and so forth, and they get a chance to see what they think. But oftentimes, given that this is, an, by definition, diverse random group of people, they came up with something, it makes sense for the larger audience. And is that a pretty good description there? It's very good. And and if you, it really is, and then the process continues. So you randomly select a new group, and then you randomly select a new group. So really, the conversation we're talking about isn't so much what goes on in the little Wisdom Council groups, but in the whole system. So the whole system is in conversation now, then the little wisdom councils that we randomly select, they facilitate that whole system conversation. And the, if you, for instance, so we do our best to try and keep the spirit of the small group and in the large system. And so if you were the one person that said, oh, wait a minute, these people don't understand something, blah, blah, blah. Because you usually get this, most everybody says, yeah, why are we doing this? Because you randomly select anyway. But if you're the one person that thinks, hey, wait a minute, normally you would be ignored. But now 
we're interested to know what you're thinking. So it's a, it's a really inclusive process, even for people who weren't randomly selected, they're just out there in the world and they have a response that's different. We're, we're setting up a process that's, that's inclusive of them too, of everybody. Yeah, and this is, I think Mickey Cashton talks about the importance of the dissenters, right? And if you're having this process and we're trying to come up with something that everyone can get behind, it's actually important data when someone is like, actually, I don't know if I like that. Cool. You're important too. We want to include you. So instead of the, just being the person that has to rail against the thing because they didn't get their voice heard, that that voice then gets integrated into the whole system. Yeah. Yes. No, that's right. We, but we've, we're setting up the, the process. So like if you, maybe you didn't think you cared, but once the wisdom council speaks, and now you're feeling motivated, you can write a letter to the editor, you can write a, you know, you might want to go talk to people, I don't know, but so that there's a motivating energy that gets established if you are, you know, not on in the, if you don't feel part of things, there's somehow we're stimulating the energy of, of and we're trusting that energy, we're trusting where, where it's going. And just to clarify, when you talk about the repeating of the process, the in the next round that we pull together a wisdom council from the city, let's say, they would be presented with a different topic. So it's not like we're, we're going through the parking lot again and again. The, the next time they could talk about what, whether to build a, or new, the train or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they're really in charge already. Yeah. The, so the, they get to <laughs> they get to choose their issue no matter what really the only in fact I wrote my book and I said that the wisdom council chooses the issue but I was thinking in terms of an, a constitutional amendment to make this happen now we've realized oh it's the magic sauce here isn't that it needs to be a constitutional amendment. The magic sauce is the quality of thinking, choice creating. That's what makes this whole thing work. But it's not the same. If, if it's an amendment, then you, everybody's paying attention to what this wisdom council is going to come up with. Because it, it's like, you know, the presidential election. I mean, it's a big deal. But if it's just you and me in the corner here setting, up, setting this up, we probably need to specify us a starting place for this random group. Like, here's the, here's a question. And it gives us some leverage too. We can go to the city council or whatever and say, hey, you get to pick the topic, you know, or the issue. And it's really kind of for political reasons that we even come up with the idea that the topic gets determined ahead of time and they don't stay on it anyway. I mean, they, they can, but, you know, some people misinterpret this because if you have a deliberative council, then you got to have the issue chosen ahead of time and you probably have the options specified ahead of time. And, you know, the people get it and they study back and forth and they come up with a recommendation. That's not what we're doing at all. We're just giving them the issue like climate change or something. And they can start there, but maybe they discover that it, it's not really about climate change, it's about the system, our economic system. Right? So how do we change that? In other words, they've gone way off topic anyway. And and they come, but they come with a story. When they come and present to the audience, they have a, a story about how their topics changed, how the issue changed, and where they ended up. And so it's really a little bit like the audience is seeing the hero's journey, if you will. Right. <laughs> you randomly select these people. And then that's us. That's us. And they have a story to tell. And they, here's, they say, here's where we got. This is as far as we were able to get on this massive, impossible-seeming problem. And they're done. But we turn our chairs and, and mostly we resonate to what they've done. We're, we're kind of, we're nodding basically. This is, yeah, I can see this. And, but then we start talking too, but we talk 
kind of in a similar way. Yeah, we ought to add this piece. And oh, did you, you know, we add that piece and gee, they forgot this. And in other words, we're just maintaining an ongoing conversation. And, and the difference is, is if you and I set it up, we probably need to specify the issue ahead of time. If it's a constitutional amendment that this is happening every year, maybe we don't. Maybe the group can just pick its own. Yeah. So part of what I'm hearing is that it, it can be possible to take like a specific topic or something like that and bring it to a group. But when we say it needs to be open-ended, it really needs to be open-ended because to really be able to find the wisdom, it has to be able to go whatever direction it can go, right? Like, because if if we try to give constraints about has that this much better, has that thing about this way, then we're already imposing the system on this question. So there's different paths on how we can kind of figure out what that topic is. But I, what I hear in this is a process that can adapt to the complexity of wicked problems or monster problems, as you call them, you know, but the, these impossible problems, like if you, you can't put too many constraints on how someone thinks about it. If you're really going to try to find an outside the box answer, <laughs> you yeah. know, so yeah, exactly right. Because the kind of thinking that decision making does is as reductive. You don't say, oh, well, we have to break this into smaller parts and we have to, you know, just weigh the different criteria and we blah, blah, blah. I mean, choice creating is a much more holistic, integrated. We can go smaller too, but we also can go bigger. The problem can get bigger. Like if you're just thinking it's climate change, no, it's the whole system or whatever. Now, you, now the problem's gotten bigger and... And what's curious is that the people feel more empowered. Even, in other words, we're following energy and the energy goes somewhere. And each time it makes a jump, people feel more empowered. Whether the problem's getting bigger or smaller or whatever. <laughs> it's kind of curious. Oh, I, I can imagine though that, yeah, the, yeah just being able to I mean, even really just have agency of like, here's what I'm thinking about this. And I'm realizing that there's something else going on here. Like the ability to even say that and to, and to let the, everyone go, oh yeah, it is really about that. That, that, that vibration is, is important part of this. So there's something about the goal here, right? Of course, for you and me is, is to get these kinds of things out there more, right? So part of my question is like, how are we going to actually make this happen? Like, what is it going to take? And a specific one that comes up for me is that in dynamic facilitation, there's something that, that there's a, it's a, it's a skill set that's very requires like an, like some intuition and a lot of high level of empathy and so forth. And so one of the questions I have is how do we get more facilitators that could hold this kind of space? See, that seems like one of the hard, interesting hard limits that we get to run across. Yeah. Well, the way I, most people think we're going to go get lots of small wisdom councils in different cities and different places. And then the next level we'll get it. And then the next level we'll say they want it. And that's kind of what's happening in Austria. I'm thinking the opposite. Our global situation is a mess. I mean, it's terrifying. Same with the national. It just takes one wisdom council process, one facilitator, you know, or two or small, some small number. We're, just, we're talking about one conversation at the global level, say, and, and then I think all the small cities and counties and whatever are going to say, hey, I want that too. But we've been trying to go, you know, trying to go the other way is hell on earth because people, it's each to sell it first to a city is a big deal to just start it globally. Well, there isn't anybody to resist. I mean, well, we really just need money at this point. We need money. We need media support. We need a few people that get it, how important it is and what, what we're doing. And some DFers, a few dynamic facilitators, but so I'm, 
my approach is not so much to build the, this big network of DFers because I, I tried that. I mean, I've been doing that for a long time and it's, it's hard. People walk out the door and they, they want clients and there isn't enough energy out there to get them to get, you know, they can't earn a living, whatever. And so they go and get a real job. I, I, I want, I, to me, the answer here is to just get enough of us with money. So we need to get, we need to get it started, just the project started. And I think then people will be interested in dynamic facilitation and starting to realize, oh, this is a different way of being in the world. This is a different kind of, you know, to, to live this way is so completely different because you're not, you're not held by the vision of the founders, for instance, in the United States. We, we have a certain, they set up a thinking process, which was cool, based on the enlightenment, you know, kind of with rational thinking is the ideal and critical thinking. And these are good, this is great, but there's more kinds of thinking than that. And, and we have to, you know, there's creative thinking and transformational thinking and on and on. And that we're contained in this box of thinking here. They sort of had their meeting and decided how we were going to think into the future. And no, we, we can't do that. That way of thinking isn't enough to deal with today's problems. Not enough to deal with today's problems, as for sure. So I want to unpack this because this is actually, I enjoy the moments when I get to have my edge conversation with your edge conversation, you know, and so trying to think about how do we get the world to start using this and, you know, and, and, you know, one approach that crosses my mind is for me to go talk to my local Oakland city council representative and see if I can get him to do it in just our neighborhood. Right. You know, and then maybe I can get the other districts in the Oakland city council to be interested in it. And maybe we can then get it part of Oakland and then maybe Oakland would be excited. And then San Francisco would want to do it. And then Cincinnati would look at it and go, Whoa, we should do that too. And then, all of a sudden it starts spreading and that's one approach. That's like the 30 year approach, right? Like that's, that's if I wanted to just build this slowly for the rest of my lifetime, I maybe by the time I'm 80, I, you know, would have a national attention. The other approach, let's have like a reality show. I mean, like, let's get a super high profile process where we get the random selection of folks and it's, you know, they go through the process and they come up with something and it's high profile. It's produced enough that it's actually getting in, you know, breaking through the, the noise and people go, oh, wow, I want that. And then all of the cities or states and, you know, can say, okay, why are we not doing something like this? This is a better idea. One of the huge problems I think is we have solutions to the issues we're looking at, but we're not using them. And that's either because people are not aware that they exist or if they think that they exist, they don't believe that they work, but somehow we got to do a demo. That's like a large scale demonstration. That's great. No, I, I don't even, why well, not sure why we need a demo. If we can just start it with who are we trying to impress with our demo, you know, I mean, We've done lots of demos, many, many demos. I mean, the one I told you about, I mean, Austria ha has adopted the Wisdom Council process in two of its states into their constitution. And they're doing a national demo right now. So the demonstrations, I like the process. I mean, I want that to happen. Good. You know, that, and that's kind of what we did. We did some demonstration projects and they, they've picked it up. Mostly it's happening in Europe now, Germany and Austria, and possibly in Santa Cruz. All five county commissioners supposedly are on board with trying one this fall, so we'll see. But all of that is inside the box. It makes the box better. And as soon as people realize it's going to take us out of the box to another system, there's a danger of them pulling back. And, but if we could get some funding, I don't know, crowdfunding, I'm not sure, 
you know, and just start it nationally. I'm, I don't want to do this. I mean, I want other people to get this and go, holy smoke, we'll take it off your hands, Jim. That would be great. But, but I'm just realizing it's, it's, that's a slow path. If we could, and my, actually my, my real ideal would be to find a group, and I think I've found one, of rich young people who have time but don't have meaning. And I, I think they would, they would love to hear about this and to, to become a, the group that did this, you know, that set this up. Because the money is a big deal and, and we need to get younger people behind it. And, uh, and I think that if, as people, they got trained up, if we had a tight group like that, they could really, I mean, it would be exhilarating, I think, to be working on something this, it is exhilarating for me, but I, it should be for them <laughs> to be working on something that really has the prospect of transforming the saving the world for one thing and transforming it to be a something that we can begin to thrive in again i mean our population supposedly what i read is that we're you know eight or nine billion people and our planet can sustain you know something less than one billion people so we have a real struggle coming up here and if we know how that's going to work out if if we don't get intelligent fast so to me it's it, it, we need to we need to start the process soon. I'm going to see if I understand the the distinction right here. You know, I was seeing a, a demo, and, but really, when you say like, actually, let's just do it. It's, I mean, it, the difference between the demo is really kind of one off, high profile thing, but the the actually just go ahead and just starting to do this is doing it at that high level, like large scale level, and but then continuing to do it. So we just every month we keep on coming back. So it's I, I just really appreciating the reminder that this cycle of it is so important, right? That we have to and then again and then again and again and again and again. And we're not trying to get to some fixed outcome or we're just okay, good, we did and we solved it, done. And I think the part of your proposal is that this would be that could be parallel to whatever the existing structures, or it has to be really. But the real trick then is just that, you know, we, we can get, you know, we can get the 20 people together, we can have the conversation, we know that that could happen, but no one's going to know about it, right? And it has to sort of be seen enough for it to really get people's attention. How much would it take, you think? What's <laughs> I wish somebody would sit down and figure it out exactly but i mean i wave around three million dollars something like that it isn't that much really yeah I mean, what do we i mean except i mean i'm we're, a lot of us are volunteering time we should be paying you know the people are a lot of the people should be paid you know our, our coffers are empty right now that kind of thing the, so but the we have to fly people to one location we have to go through this random selection. I bet we could get a volunteer organization to do the random selection, you know, a Gallup or a, I don't know what, one of these polling outfits. Um, the, the expenses aren't that big. If we had a media partner, if we had a social, if we had young people from one of the social media companies, you know, for instance, they if they could get behind it, they have, I mean, they could actually make money. I don't want to put it in that model. But it's really about, it isn't that big a deal. And most of us really do care about the planet and here's a way to save it. So we just have to help people, a few people get it. Oh my God, if we do this, then there's a chance of transforming everything. So we get a few people that are in that space that I keep telling people what they, the, the response I want from people is, holy shit, this has to happen. You know, I mean, uh, rather than, oh, thank you, Jim. Good luck. You know, I mean, <laughs> 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 I know. that isn't working. 
That's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know it. I know exactly what you mean. Upcoming challenge in this project that I'm trying to put together here is that, yeah, exactly. That people are like, oh yeah, I love that idea. It sounds great. Tell me about it later when it happens. You know, I'm like, I will know this is going to have to be a collective effort. And I love this dream about it. Like, how do we really get this to happen? So I'm just really thank you for engaging in this within that level with me. I was thinking about this last night with my, my, my sweetie and, and I was like, yeah, like, I don't know, but million dollars like again it's like not that much three million for sure like we this isn't like a high tech you know high resource thing and we do need to somehow figure out how we can start creating this future really what we're doing is we're creating the process that holds the future in a certain way yes. i mean like that it because is. there's it's all, it's all process. Everything's process. <laughs> you're trying to think about solutions, whatever. We're not really like the solutions that we have to, or, you know, that we can offer are just processes that are not, you know, they're not fixed solutions. They're just ways of lubricating the system here. <laughs> you know, like the oh, the solution. Holution. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. I was yeah. meant to ask you about the pronunciation of holution. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> call it a holution because it's not a solution. Like there's a whole set of solutions out there that, that people are working on that I, I, I have to hold myself. I mean, they, they are imagining that it can change the world, but they, to me, it's so plain that they can't. In other words, just this whole big movement now, lots of them around we could just get you to have we consciousness and then get a critical mass to have we consciousness then everything's changed no everything isn't changed we're still in the same system and and it doesn't you know like a definition of a system i think is that if you change all the elements of the system you have not changed the system and so but there's so many people thinking about this you know critical mass phenomenon and and the, the higher levels of consciousness and so forth and somehow that translates to, to collective consciousness i don't think that's true uh, to me that what we have to do we and i there's a lot of we's one we is just us just us have to facilitate we all of us into one intelligent it's like a new evolutionary leap we the people that can say oh well let's set up a system that works let's and that conversation that possibility the demonstrations that we've done the many projects probably over 100 are to show that it works i mean this does work so it's just that it's kind of hard for people to to say oh my god it's the system or, or oh my god it's the process they don't have that process awareness so they think oh how did we get those people together you know oh wasn't it a miracle that we got such great people together well yeah we did but really it's the system it's the process that we use that made it work makes it work every time and it's not seeing that and so you do a demonstration and people aren't prepared enough to see that it's that what we're doing they can't really understand it yet so i think you know our our idea that we're talking about right now is just getting enough people that get it like you've been to the seminar and if we have people that get it and realize what's possible here and very few people who even who have been to the seminar get it that we can apply this globally and it's a different thing i mean they that's a real hard step for people to go to. And I, I went years and years and years, and I, I, I really thought I was probably going nuts because, you know, you know who, who will save the world from all the strange people who think only they can save it? That's on my wall here. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I, one of the big watershed moments in my life was a friend saying, oh my gosh, Duncan, like you're going to change the world with all of this. And, you know, and I'm like, Oh, no, 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 no. This is a recruiting mission. I cannot change the world. We are, this is a collective process here. We're and facilitating, we're facilitating, and just as one facilitator, and you're doing that right now, 
one facilitator can facilitate a whole room full of people to a higher level of thinking. It's amazing. It's a systemic thing. And all we need to do is go to Radio Shack and get an amplifier so that one person can facilitate the whole global system. I mean, it's just, it's, that's the model of change, not the model of change of just, you know, you talk to your neighbor and your next neighbor and you get a network. And I mean, that's an important model of change, but it, but we're in desperate shape and the model of change that is far more quick acting and more effective is this facilitative model. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I, it's a book that I read when I was high school, I think, but the, just people were trying to get from like one location to the next. And they had a, it was like in the nineties, a, a computer that could figure out the best route to get to the thing. And they were trying to, they needed to get there in a certain amount of time. And their computer was just running to sort of come up with the fastest route. And they were like, just put a straight line in there. Tell it to do a straight line, you know, <laughs> and, and, and Cool, we'll get there. It's like, wow, that means we have to go through some really crazy stuff. And what I hear is that our system right now is kind of using like this laws and structures and like, let's do the amendments and the votes and the, and the process, the whole bureaucracy is trying to figure out all these things. The issues we're dealing with are dynamic, complex, wicked problems, monster problems. And and that system is never going to be able to adapt to this it's and and not won't be able to address that so part of it's just like bypassing it and then this process the year offering kind of like different than you know our current system but even different than the deliberative you know democracy and different than the citizen assembly is a is a dynamic, complex, nuanced process that can match that. So that, and that's where the cycle comes into, okay, here's something we figured out and here's something we figured out. I mean, I just like pulled up this like definition of like the wicked problems here, you know, and it's like every problem is a symptom of another problem. Like there's not gonna be any end, there aren't gonna be any final solutions, they're not gonna get to the final outcome. There's not like the one answer, there's many different answers, there's not gonna be a stopping rule, we'll never know when we're finished with the problem. And so in order to deal, I mean, any of the big issues, climate, immigration, guns, justice, police, global trade, guess what? We're gonna be talking about that for as long as humans are here. These are all gonna always gonna be issues. So we need a process that can continue to keep on pointing out the things that we need. And that's the only thing that can start to address these kind of huge issues we have to deal with. Yes. Yeah. Well, the, the wise democracy, the, this, what I call society's breakthrough to me, there's four social innovations that I'm talking about. One is choice creating the quality of thinking. The other is, you know, dynamic facilitation, how we can reliably evoke that. The other is the wisdom council process, which works really, really well for systems and large, you know, like organizations and stuff. Now it's the same thing really is to talk about society's breakthrough, except it applies to the national case or the global case, which is actually totally different. So it's, it, it, it appends everything. We, we now live in a different world. And that has to happen. We have to make that tr transformation. What's happening now, I think, Duncan, is that people are living, they want to, everybody wants to live in world one, you know, the world we were born into, the one that's supposed to be there, the one with, you know, grandchildren and children and families and, and sports and shopping trips and blah, blah, blah. We don't, that world is, is on its way out. That world is going to collapse very soon. Some of us have to step into world two. And, and sometimes we can't do it all the time. We have to live in the normal world too. But, but some of us have to stand over here in world two and set up the system of thinking that transcends everything that happens in that other box. We have to set that choice creating whole system, one, ongoing whole system, choice creating conversation, that needs to be facilitated into existence. 
So we, we have to gather a few people to stand in World 2 periodically anyway. We have to live, a, we also have to live the normal life and sit there and realize that we are setting up a, a system, of, a, a totally different system, even though we're not changing anything. Everybody gets to stay in World 1. Get, they get to stay in the matrix, if you will, and try and live their lives. But we're going to set up the conversation that's missing, the collective intelligence part. And it's not an option. It has to happen. And that collective intelligence, like you say, it's an ongoing conversation that stays in place, that we're all in it. And that is how we get to survive and thrive. We get to be intelligent on an ongoing basis, dealing with these monster, I call them monster because wicked has a different definition in my mind. But monster problems that seemingly impossible to solve that, uh, you know, science will tell you they're impossible, we're screwed, but we always can get collectively intelligent. And I mean, choice creating is about solving impossible to solve problems. So we just haven't started thinking yet. But this, and this, so, so what I call society's breakthrough is applying the wisdom council process to the global situation, which means, or the, and the national situation, which means it's redefining you and me. I, I get ego death for all of us. You know, it, it, it's like, I don't get to be the person I was before and, and others don't need, but we can't anyway. We're going <laughs> to physically die if we don't, we don't do something, you know? So, yeah, I just, these last couple of days, a recurring topic for me has been around like we're on the track to go off the cliff, right? And some people might disagree with that, but we're really, I mean, it's, we're going there and whatever, lots of different ways we can measure that. And, and we also know that we're trains not working or our system, we don't have the ability to work on it. It's interesting that there's hesitation to try something different, right? Like, like with let's, no downside. There's no downside. Yeah, yeah. Nobody can find the downside. You know? No, no, no risk alternative yeah. process. Like, let's right. just see if we can come up with an answer to this because, and it's interesting that like, it's somehow it's hard to convey, like, no, really, we really, it's time to start thinking outside the box like right now. And then, of course I love it. That there's no downside. Right. And it's like, I mean, yeah, we spent those 3 million bucks and we got everyone to have all these conversations. They came up with a bunch of great ideas. No, or if they didn't, let's say they didn't. And then it's like, okay, well, but that's very unlikely given the way that this process works. Yeah, when I say no downside, I mean, we're not taking anything away from what we have. Right. We're just, we're just adding the missing conversation. There's a conversation that isn't there yet. And it doesn't, and, and at first, I'm sure it'll just be a few people with others not paying attention, but pretty soon people, I think will get it that if, when you have a thing like people resisting government mandates about vaccines or everybody upset about the Supreme Court getting, you know, going off the rails. It, it's like, yeah, here's, here's a way to deal with that. You, you've used up all your answers in the box. There's nothing you can do about the Supreme Court. You're screwed. But here's an answer. This can transform the whole mess. And same thing with the COVID mandates and everybody not, everybody upset about the mandates, whatever. Here's a way to deal with that. We can start talking. To come up and we can tell government what, what to do. It's, it's just, the, we're offering such a big set of goodness and benefits and whatever that people just dismiss it. They can't imagine it can be really that good. So what I'm, I'm trying to find is people like you, <laughs> a few of us that could stand there and go, oh, shoot, this has to happen. And, and then, you know, I mean, we got lots of observers and lots of good luck, good luck people, but we, we just need a few that realize this has to happen. And then we just do whatever it takes to get it to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Because then part that I look forward to is like the dream is when people are like hearing something from some politician or someone saying, no, I came up with the answer. I mean, like, come on, man, 
how many people did you talk to about this? Did you do the process where everyone and all the stakeholders got to be involved? Or if, you know, any piece of legislation, citizens be like, hold on, this sounds like it's only going to be serving part of our population and we don't want those kinds of solutions anymore. <laughs> or to say, holy cow, this would be a good thing to use for the wisdom council process. You know, like, hey, let's, let's do the wisdom council for this because this is really hard not to crack. We don't know what to do with it because the tenor now is, oh, it's all broken. We don't really know what to do. And, and so anyways, I'm on board with getting this message out there. You're on board with getting this message out there. Um, well, everybody wants this conversation. Yeah. I mean, they're desperate for it. And so when there's no collective thinking process right now, it's just these competing special interests, making money from the media, politicians, whatever. But the collective thinking process, if you and I can somehow facilitate that into existence, even though it's really, really small at first, it seems to me that when you get a big issue, you can go to the government and say, hey, you want to deal with this resistance to the vaccines or whatever? Just, you know, let's take your issue. We'll take that issue and, and we'll work with it. Here's a way. If the randomly selected group comes up with some answer that we don't even know what they're going to come up with, but they're going to come up with some answer that people are going to nod to, and it's, it, it might involve reworking the whole nature of the Constitution in that way. I don't know what it would be, but, but they're going to come up with something, and people around are going to go, oh, yeah, why aren't we doing that? And one, the Supreme Court could notice that, like, oh, wait a minute. Do we want to follow the dictates of the we the people that existed in the 18th century, or do we want to follow the dictates of the people that existed now? <laughs> right. Exactly. And or just getting us to be very clear that the system is inadequate and not gonna do the trick and understand why that is, right? Like it's really not working. It's this is why it's not working. We have other options. Jim, there's something you said there about, you know, like being new into this or relatively new. So there's a question I was going to ask. So, you know, you've been at this for decades and I'm, you know, jumping into the fray, at least in a more public way, you know, trying to bring awareness to, to what's possible yeah. here. So I'm like, okay, first thing we're going to do is just kind of weigh out all the different options that are on deck here, you know, and, and, and then you know, figure out what are the questions that are still out there and where are we stuck and like, how are people needing to grow? And then, you know, the next layer of this project will be cool. So we have these different options. How might we like start, like, I'm curious, I'm looking forward to putting people into conversations with each other and, you know, and we were talking before, like, it would be really great if like, if, you and some folks from the game B that are recognizing that we have rules of a game that are going to kill us. And they're trying to think about the rules of the game. They're trying to think about the rules of the game for the future. And actually OmniWin is from their world. That's a Daniel Schmachtenberger's term for what the opposite of the rivalrous rules, you know, and like the rules of game B would be an OmniWin culture and, and cool. And that's great. I don't know if they know how to do it. Fantastic <laughs> service. If you could help bring this to the Daniel Schmachtenberger philosophy people, the radical, what do they call them? Radical something. I mean, there's like the liminal, they've been kind of, people call them the liminal internet. There's the intellectual dark web is kind of what the, that world there of all these people that are trying to think about have used heterodoxy as their thinking, right? Like how do we have not orthodox thinking, but understanding the different perspectives and there's it's a tight little world there though where they're all kind of talking to themselves a bit so i'm excited for i really want to do some of this bridge building and that would be very helpful because I, I don't have enough of a you know momentum on the society's breakthrough side now the momentum is happening in dynamic facilitation and and these other things but not on the society's breakthrough side, which is where I think this what that's what I'm putting my energy into for the rest of my life, I think, is society's breakthrough. It has to happen. Wow. Yeah. 
Wow, Jim, thank you so much for this. And I, I, I can tell this is just the beginning of many conversations. So thank you for doing the work and for putting your in time and energy on the line to really like get this out there. And thank you. Okay, good. Thanks. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to the OmniWin Project podcast. I am so grateful to today's guest for being on today's podcast. And if you liked what they had to say and you want to learn more about them or any of the things we discussed in the episode today, check them out in your show notes right there on your podcast app or come on down to OmniWinProject.com where you can get even more information. You can find a video version of this podcast as well as the transcript. And there are many more episodes that are going to be coming soon. So don't forget to subscribe to the podcast right now and share it with a friend while you're at it. As you go into the rest of your day, I invite you to remember that we are all co-creating our future right now and we all have a role to play in the whole. Thank you for listening to the Omni Win Project podcast. Have a wonderful day.